Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 90, verses 1 through 8 and 12. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn us back to dust and say, Turn back, you mortals, for a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, or like a watch in the night. You sweep them away like they are a dream. Like grass is renewed in the morning, in the morning it flourishes and is renewed, in the evening it fades and withers. For we are consumed by your anger, by your wrath we are overwhelmed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. So teach us to count our days that we may gain a wise heart. Ezekiel chapter 7 verses 1 through 9 The word of the Lord came to me, You, O mortal, Thus says the Lord God to the land of Israel, An end, the end is come upon the four corners of the land. Now the end is upon you. I will let loose my anger upon you, and I will judge you according to your ways. I will punish you for all your abominations. My eye will not spare you. I will have no pity. I will punish you for your ways while your abominations are among you. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Disaster after disaster, see, it comes. An end has come, the end has come. It has awakened against you, see, it comes. Your doom has come to you, O inhabitant of the land. The time has come, the day is near, of tumult, not of reveling on the mountains. Soon now I will pour out my wrath upon you, I will spend my anger against you. I will judge you according to your ways and punish you for all your abominations. My eye will not spare, I will have no pity. I will punish you according to your ways while your abominations are among you. Then you shall know that it is I, the Lord, who strike. Revelation chapter 16, verses 8 through 21. The fourth angel poured his bowl on the sun, and it was allowed to scorch people with fire. They were scorched by the fierce heat, but they cursed the name of God, who had authority over these plagues, and they did not repent and give him glory. The fifth angel poured his bowl on the throne of the beast, and its kingdom was plunged into darkness. People gnawed their tongues in agony and cursed the God of heaven because of their pains and sores, and they did not repent of their deeds. The sixth angel poured his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up in order to prepare the way for the kings of the east. And I saw three foul spirits like frogs coming from the mouth of the dragon, from the mouth of the beast, and from the mouth of the false prophet. These are demonic spirits, performing signs, who go abroad to the kings of the whole world to assemble them for battle on the great day of God the Almighty. See, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who says, who stays awake and is clothed, not going about naked and exposed to shame. And they assembled them at the place that in Hebrew is called Harmageddon. The seventh angel poured his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple from the throne, saying, It is done. And there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder and a violent earthquake, such as had not occurred since people were upon the earth. So violent was that earthquake. Earthquake. The great city was split into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. 
God remembered great Babylon and gave her the wine cup of the fury of his wrath. And every island fled away, and no mountains were to be found. And huge hailstones, each weighing about a hundred pounds, dropped from heaven on people until they cursed God for the plague of the hail. So fearful was that plague. Good morning and welcome to First Formation. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Albany, Oregon. Uh, For anybody who's listened to the podcast before, you'll know that I've been on hiatus for about a year and I'm going to pick up the podcast again. I had uh, one recording that I did for St. Marcellus of Tangier a couple of days ago on October 30th for his feast day. Um, But if you're new to the podcast, every weekday I'll be recording a reading from the Revised Common Lectionary, the complimentary reading, uh, not the sequential or the chronological. Um, And I'll provide a reflection based on my three years of formal theological training as well as my six years as an artilleryman in the United States Army. Uh, To learn more about what I do, you can go to pewpewhq.com. You'll find there the podcast You'll also find uh, my blog that I call The Training Room. Training Room is any headquarters element where you kind of go and hang out and wait for orders. Uh, But it's also a place where you learn, where you might have to sit through a PowerPoint presentation or a safety brief at the beginning of the weekend. Uh, And I'm recording this morning just, frankly, to kind of get back into the rhythm of recording these every weekday, which is what I'm hoping to do. Um, but also to record the Sunday lectionary reading a week in advance so that um, anybody who leads a flock, um, I I can promise you, you will have veterans or somebody connected to the military. Um, And my reflection comes out of that experience and hopefully will help you uh, be a better leader, uh, spiritual authority for them. Um, And if you're not a, a pastor or a priest, I hope that Listening to my Sunday and weekday reflections can help you uh, see that if you're a soldier, a veteran, uh, uh, combat uh, or not, um, that you have a place in this tradition we call Christianity. Um, If you haven't heard it, it's because leaders have failed you um, and they haven't looked and read and interpreted and absorbed the Bible as you and I might. Um, PPUHQ is all about human dignity for soldiers and veterans. And for Christians, um, I think that begins in our holy scriptures. Um, And so every day I will be reflecting on what it means to be a Christian soldier or veteran uh, and to have this this scripture that we all draw from and uh, draw our identity and our our hope from um, because uh, the Messiah is no civilian. I, uh, you can learn more about that on the website, um, but I wanted to kind of acclimate new listeners to First Formation um, and also kind of acclimate and, and refamiliarize myself with the rhythm of posting these every weekday. So all that being said, this morning we had readings from Psalm 90, Ezekiel 7, and Revelation 16. And you'll notice that in the prophetic literature for this morning from Ezekiel, it's a repeated Uh, The first four verses are almost a repetition of the following four verses, Um, and it's it's kind of doom and gloom. Um, However, and part of what I think we need to see in some of these warnings and scary omens that we see in the Bible, in particular 
uh, the prophetic literature, um, is A, that God doesn't punish uh, uh, those, or he doesn't deal harshly with anyone that God does not care for deeply. I'm a father of two girls, and I don't give a shit if some other guy's kids are douchebags. I, I don't really care if they're bullies. Frankly, I care about my children. Um, I'm not, you know, within reason, I wouldn't intervene if, if I saw some other kid being a, a jerk. Uh, but you, you better damn believe if my girls, if my kids um, act inappropriately, I'm, I'm going to make sure that they understand why that's wrong. Um, and that can be cheap solace for people who struggle, as many veterans do, with depression and uh, other thoughts of self-harm and suicidal ideation, etc. Um, and that's why it's also important to point out that in this text in particular, in some versions of the Greek, this end that we think of is not the uh, Terry Jenkins and Timothy LaHaye, you know, um, series based on Revelation, even though We'll read Revelation in a moment. But the end is often in Greek the telos, the conclusion, the destination, the point, right? The mission, if we want to use military terms. The end is here. You can see the mission and its successful completion within eyesight. That's what Ezekiel is saying. The very nature of our being as humans has arrived, and it has a name. That name is Yahweh. Uh, and if we want to see Yahweh incarnate, we can look to Joshua, whose name we sometimes render Jesus. But his name, the, the name that he was given, uh, is the same name as the military commander uh, whose uh, name adorns the sixth book of the Bible, Joshua, son of Nun, um, as well as Joshua, son of Josadak, who was the first high priest after the exile, who built the second temple. So uh, when... The prophets tell us that the end is near, uh, or the end is here, and in Revelation we see what it means that God has arrived fully, substantially, um, incarnationally to bring about the, the, the nature of creation that God intended. It's a restoration of God's intent from creation in, in Eden. The problem with that is our world has become overrun by corruption. And so a lot of people are going to have to say goodbye to some things that they really, really like, whether that's their iPhones, their uh, double-decker yacht, uh, in-and-out hamburgers. Like Some of those things are less corrupt than others um, or gained uh, less corrupt than others. Um, but that's, that is what it means to stand in awe or fear the God who is the end, the purpose of our being. Um, so I, uh, I, I think it's important to point out that that can come off really harshly, but there's a reason um, that the prophets in particular turn their eyes to Israel and say, look, something's going to happen if you don't make yourselves better people. Um, and that is what God is doing. God is constantly refining a people uh, who can be the body of his work, the, the, the very nature of his work here on earth. Um, and I say his, but that's just kind of out of, of ease. Um, I, I'll invariably use feminine pronouns to describe God um, because God precedes and transcends gender. It's something only creatures uh, possess, this thing called sex and gender. 
Um, but uh, this isn't, I, I'm, I'm kind of jumping into this in the middle of the end of a liturgical year um, with kind of these random readings, as I've said, to kind of regain my rhythm. Um, but do remember that, you know, the liturgical year and the lectionary cycle begins with Advent on December 2nd this year. And that's when, if you want to find like a cohesive, comprehensive, cyclical beginning of these texts, that's where I hope you'll look. Um, I hope you don't listen to this one and think, oh, shit, I mean, they're all going to be doom and gloom. Um, they're not. There's some very um, incredible passages that we will cover um, in the lectionary texts. Um, some of them will be less flowery. Uh Traditionally, the, the quote-unquote best readings are saved for Sundays. That's why I started First Formation as a weekday-only reading, because grunts are, are used to getting the scraps that fall from the table. Um, and I wanted to take those scraps, the weekday readings, and make something beautiful with them. And so for three or four years, I think I did First Formation. And I took a break uh, over the last year or so, and I'm returning to it, um, changing very little, but adding a Sunday uh, option for those who want to think about these kinds of subjects and topics um, for the benefit of others. If you are a pastor, a priest, a minister, um, and you want to think more deeply about what it means to be a Christian soldier, what it might mean for others to be a Christian soldier, my reflections are going to be um, bipartisan. I'll, I have, um, you know, kind of harsh criticisms of both progressives and conservatives, um, and I also have some really good things to say about progressives and conservatives. Um, my my purpose, my end, is to see that soldiers, veterans, and dependents, which is to say their family members, um, that they know that they have dignity, to know that they are integral to the body of Christ, that they've never been separated from them. There was never... You know, some time at which Christian soldiers or, or soldiers had to enter the church because they were there from the very beginning. And if you've ever heard anyone say different or you felt like someone preaches from a place that assumes that soldiers are somehow apart from God or the church, leave. That's not your story. And that's not the story of the church. Um, my hope in these readings and in First Formation, Pew Pew HQ more generally, is to make sure that those who serve both God and country know that they have a place in this centuries-old um, organization or organism, depending on how you look at the church, um, and to never believe anybody else who says that they, they don't belong, because we do. Um, and so I hope you'll take my reflections to heart, you'll think about them, consider them, um, and I also hope you'll participate at the at the end roll, you'll get some some tips on how you can jump in, fall into First Formation with me. I hope you take advantage of that. Um, these posts will be sporadic until December 2nd, at which point they will arrive every morning at 05 uh, Pacific time, at least, if not earlier, to accommodate any soldiers at, who might be on active duty who may actually have to go to First Formation at 0630. So that's my hope. I hope you will hope with me um, and work toward the um, ongoing uh, work and effort to bring and restore human dignity to soldiers, veterans, and military families.
Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. Or, if you serve military families, subscribe to First Forward, a paid subscription feed providing commentary on Sunday lectionary texts a week in advance. Use it for sermon prep or just because you support the troops. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instruction will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PPUHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in an episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off of air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I haven't convinced you to fall in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia. See you.